The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Metronomics with your host, a friend of Metrigoria. We are assailed by everything in the news, the billboards, radio, music, our life, the school systems, education, the research grants that put out papers, all this information has formed a mentality that is really deformed because we're receiving deformed information. Look what happened while you're sleeping was a book about that, actually a rejection of the news, long before the terminology of fake news came about, that you had to be your own researcher. You had to go to the source. you got headlines right now everywhere, just, just on March 30th, today. A Northern Arizona University student lost her credit on an English paper for using the word mankind. Colleges, another headline, driven by Marxist ideology like it's a religion. Who needs college alternative paid apprenticeship guaranteed jobs? We spoke about this long ago. I told my children growing up, my dad told me, don't ever go to college. 
He was saying that in the 60s and the 50s. Don't do that. Another headline of news is coming out. It's fewer than 1% of papers and scientific journals. Now, 1%. Of papers and scientific journals follow scientific methods. According to research by Walton School Professor and Forecasting Expert. Underneath that headline, it's about we're only getting a fraction of the truth of researchers out there be it from pharmaceuticals or from companies or climate change, all these things. What they do is they get a whole field to create their answers for the conclusion of their agenda. This researcher that's been looking into this says, why is it only 1%? His answer, no one asked them to. In other words, to use scientific methods. He says, worse, they're rewarded for unscientific work including commission research, and it was especially grants from governments. All of this is, remember, not on scientific methods, but just what they come up to. Advocacy is another. Complex writings, that means when you go hear somebody say something and you walk out with the other, and they say, that was great, whatever he, what he said, and the other says, yeah. And he said, what did he say? Nobody can understand complex writings with an agenda. Also, using complex, invalid, and irrelevant techniques and other citations, regardless of whether the work complies with science. Another mass media coverage, regardless of scientific content. We have nothing of truth. This is not fake news. This is a lie. Everything out there, this whole culture is built on lies. And it's said, if you say this over and over and over, lies are accepted as truth. You got white America having death to spare and rising. Well, why not? It's the only race of people that's blamed for everything that's going on. There's several headlines about that. Why are they in despair? They're the only group that doesn't get anything. It's always that they did it or they're the cause for everybody else. Just be honest. Be truth. Look at the situation. Islamic culture war sets sight on multi-billion dollar beauty industry. Amazing. Where Islam is pouring billion dollars into fashions. And actually, I saw some of the designs they're coming up with. It's very beautiful. Very pretty. They're more in line with the lady than we are. So they're taking that over. When we as Christians in the church and the priests will be saying, don't come in this church dressed like that. That's all it's going to take, but we're silent. Another European nations are reeling from the effects of unassimilated Muslims in their midst. Is that a problem? Have you got enough intellectual curiosity to reason that out and say, of course. It's just a plain fact. Another headline, America's unelected, unaccountable, deep state bureaucracy resembles the old Soviet style. The deep state is what everybody now is referring to as those unelected people who's in the bureaucracy that was filled with people like Obama and left-wing positions because they seek those positions, they get in there, and they run everything. 
That's when the Orange Revolution in the Ukraine, when they had a revolution, the first thing they did, the first thing the president did, the new president, the day afterwards, he fired 15,000 bureaucrats because he knew he wouldn't change anything if they stayed. That's what Trump needs to do. Another headline, Disney pushes Beauty and the Beast releases in Malaysia after Muslim's country cuts the abominable scene out. Why are we releasing Beauty and the Beast? Because there's an abominable scene put in there. And I heard even a Christian station last weekend saying, oh, it broke out all records, $175 million. This is a top box office hit. Are you not alarmed by that? They didn't even say nothing negative about it. How come they don't know what's going on? And then there's a hidden agenda on the war with the U.S. flag. I'm not going to go into these things, but are you searching these things? Are you looking into this? You might say, I don't want to know the news. Well, you've got to make decisions on everything to do with your children, with your spouses, with your family, with your surroundings, with your community, and what's going on. It doesn't do any good to be ignorant. It doesn't do any good to hear what people tell you about that. Go to the source. Go to the quote. Go to the individual. Look what happened when I sleep and needs to be reread. It's, it's, somebody came up to me at church Sunday and said, I read that for the first shot twice, and I can't believe what I last read, how much of that was accurate that was written that you wrote, that what had not happened has happened. And he read it about a year ago. I said, go back and read it again. You're going to see things now that's still manifesting. You have to read They Find the First Shot. You have to read Look What Happened While You're Sleeping. You have to read Ain't Gonna Happen, even if you read this before, because this is going to give you another plateau of understanding that those inspirations you would receive from these writings of the messages of a lady that couldn't be disclosed to you until you went past third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. That's why we don't teach the third graders algebra to the seventh, eighth grade, because they can't compute that. You've got cognition with what's written that will give you a ability to form another mentality or approach toward a biblical approach, a message approach to seeing things in another way with your life decisions. It is your life. So we have these things happening now that really people don't even understand, yet it seems so minute, so small. And many Medjugorje people still aren't fighting it. And this is one I've been talking about for years and years and years. A Northern Arizona University student lost credit on an English paper for using the word mankind instead of a gender-neutral alternative. Kaylin Jeffers, an English major at the university, said that she received an email from one of her professors, Dr. Ann Scott, informing her that she had been docked one point out of a possible 50 on a recent paper for problems with diction, in parentheses, word choice, related to her use of the word mankind as a synonym for humanity. Scott explained, I would be negligent as a professor who is running a class about the human condition and the assumptions we make about being human if I did not also raise this issue of gendered language and ask my students to respect the need for gender-neutral language. The words we use matter very much, she says, or else teachers would not be making an issue of this at all. And the Modern Language Association would not be making recommendations for gender-neutral language at the national level. 
Scott then offered to let Jeffers revise the paper to earn additional points in five categories, including diction, but noted that she is under no obligation to do so. The professor said, I will respect your choice to leave your diction choices as is and to make whatever political and linguistic statement you want to make by doing so. By the same token, I will still need to subtract a point because your choice will not be made in the letter or spirit of this particular class, which is all about having you and other students looking beneath your assumptions and understanding that mankind does not mean, quote, all people, unquote, to all people. It positively does not. The student, Kaylin Jeffers, stated, After our first essay, we were given a list of do's and don'ts based off of errors my professor found in our essays. Most of them make sense. Just things like make sure you're numbering your pages and cite in proper format according to the guidelines of Modern Language Association. But she said we had to be sure to use gender-neutral language. Included with this rule were several examples of what was and wasn't okay to use. In one of these examples, she stated that we could not use the word mankind. Instead, we should use humankind. I thought this was absurd, and I wasn't sure if she was serious. Jeffers decided to test the policy on her next paper by including two instances of the word mankind, and when the paper came back with the requisite points taken off, she requested a meeting with Scott. Jeffers stated, I stated that I agree with everything she said about my paper except my use of mankind. She proceeded to tell me that the English Department, as well as the Modern Language Association, are pushing for gender-neutral language, and all students must abide by this. She told me that mankind does not refer to all people, only males. I refuted, stating that it does refer to all people, but she proceeded to tell me that I was wrong and I should make an effort to look beyond my preset positions and ideologies, as is the focus of the class. Following the meeting, Scott also sent an email to the entire class, in which she stated, An important discussion that I had with one of our class members today about gender-neutral language, using the incident as an opportunity to explain why she imposes the requirement. She said, in a class such as this, wherein the course goals, discussions, readings, and assignments are all focused on what makes us human and the assumptions we make about such a concept, it is crucial that we also understand what our word choices mean or that our word choices mean a great deal and have consequences in terms of what we reveal about our assumptions about ourselves and others and the world generally. Scott concluded by vehemently denying that gender-neutral language is merely a question of political correctness, pointing out that both the Modern Language Association and the American Psychological Association have put out guidelines promoting gender-neutral language. So they have a renewal of words to come up and say, this is offensive, and you're wrong for saying that. And you can't say that, and you get penalized for doing that in your college degrees and everywhere else. This is just an isolated case that you heard, but it's not isolated. It's prevalent. It's throughout everywhere around the world. Why is that so important? What does it matter? She said that the professor, the immoral revisionist leftist, said words matter very much. 
My question to you, if that's the case, why are you participating in that? You say, well, it's no big deal. It's just a, just a thing of political correctness today. Do you know how to go deep into this? Are you in prayer enough to realize what is this about? What is this saying? What's the result of that word changing mankind to humankind? People would say something. What's the big deal? doesn't matter. They won't say that. Say that. It is very much a big deal. And they tell you this is a big deal because the professor said words matter very much. They know where things change is that Satan had no hold on Adam and Eve. He couldn't touch them. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't make them do a bad thing. He couldn't have done anything to them that would harm them. And how did he make the, all of the world fall after that? Through some words. They started engaging in his way, and they started listening to his way, and they were swayed by it. And so Eve took the fruit. And we just spoke about this, I think, on one of the last shows, but the amazing thing that just came to me, I realized, is Adam and Eve never did anything bad. They never had a bad thought. They never had any ideas of something bad. They didn't have that creativity in their their incredible wisdom, God-like wisdom, knowing the answers to many things. They didn't have that because they'd never had that broken open. The tree, remember, was the knowledge of good and bad. They had the wisdom and the knowledge of good, but not the bad. So they were incapable of doing bad because they didn't know what bad was. They were totally innocent. They were pure. There was nothing impure except the one tree. The minute they did that, their eyes opened and they realized this is a bad thing. And they started doing bad things because they were attracted to it. Sin after sin. Everything came at that from the flesh to abusing things. It all came from that. And that's why we say original sin. The original sin is not just blamed on them because we have capability of understanding bad. Even when you're two years old, a kid knows what he's doing. So we got the knowledge of evil through that, and it passes on to us. They didn't know. They couldn't sin. They didn't have the capability of sinning until they ate that. They were protected. And that's why we have to protect our children today. That's what we do in a community. We raise them in an innocent way because there's no more innocence today. It's not known. We've lost it through everything. And first of all, through verbiage. And so if this is so important that this professor docks her grade because she's doing that, what is it really about? I can tell you that that can go through all these languages and all these things. What it's about is one thing. Father, the man, the God-man, Jesus, God the Father. This is a rejection by Satan to mankind, to the origins of God who is. Maria standing in my kitchen. A priest comes up in 1980 and says, Maria, what I tell these nuns that says God's not a man? You know, that you should just offensive to always be saying that. And Maria just simply says, God the Father. It was beautiful. It was just like so simple. No more debate. So why are you hesitant 
Or why do you play along with this? Our Lady doesn't do that. Our Lady said something I didn't get a chance to say on the 25th show, but it's an amazing thing. And, and you participate in this political correctness because you think it's no big deal. It is an agenda, and it's very satanic, and it's very powerful, it's very profound. It's changing everything. All the verbiage they want you to use, you rebel against it. If you say nationalism, they, what they're teaching is patriotism. Patriotism is a virtue. They want to paint patriotism as a word that's nationalist. It doesn't mean that. Patriotism is virtue. And we can go on down the laundry list of many, many words like this. But listen to what our lady says. Just five days ago, this time of spring moves you to a new life, a renewal in your thoughts and your hearts. What is that saying? Of course, literally it says she's talking about spring, new growth. So she says renewal. A renewal in what? Your thoughts. Satan wanted effect and put sin, not physically in Adam and Eve, but in their thoughts. Suddenly they knew what evil was, and they entertained it in their hearts, and then they physically brought it out and manifested it. And then it got quickly maturing in a way that it got into Cain and committed murder. That's how fast evil grows. There was no concept of that before they took of that fruit. It opened that up. And so our lady is saying, go into nature. You see spring, it's moving right now. It's a new life, she's calling us to. A new life of innocence. See how pure that is. Go back to the Garden of Eden. Think about that. Raise your kids that. Put them in the green way of life. Put them in purity. Get rid of all this garbage in the televisions. To a renewal in your in two things. In your thoughts and your hearts. I'm not telling you for what I just told you this. I'm telling you this for something amazing. An amazing thing. Because by Professor Scott, Our Lady just offended many people in the world. This time, she should have said this according to Professor Scott. This time of spring moves you and all those now experiencing nature in below the equator, south of it, you're going into fall. But I'm talking about your spring, too. I'm not leaving you out. And all you people in the equator where you don't have a real spring, it's constant, same temperature. I'm not leaving you out. Our lady should have come up with a new word. She offended half the world, or, or a third of it. Our lady's not politically correct. And we're not to wear chips on our shoulder that when Our Lady says to these, and we know people in Australia and all South America and all around the world where they're so, they're going into fall right now. They're going into winter. If you're politically correct, if you're Professor Scott, you're offended by this. This time of spring moves you to a new life, to a renewal in your thoughts and hearts. I think it's a big statement. You say, oh, come on, don't make such a big deal about it. They are, because it's a big deal. And you're passing this off as nothing, and we're deteriorating into nothing because we're not engaging in this war. Look what happened when you're sleeping. It's about this verbiage. You've got to engage. You've got to go to your classrooms. You've got to teach your kids to do what this girl did in college. 
And actually, don't go to college. Don't send your kids to college. They're going to make more money if they don't. That's a whole other subject. So this verbiage results in that. Minus not God the Father, making everything neutral so they can divine it. I've always said, Satan don't go to the saint or to a good moral person to get them to do bad. They just want them to be neutral. If a car going forward is going forward and Christianity is going forward, Satan can't do a whole lot to that. But if he can get it stopped and just be neutral, he can put it in reverse and go the other way. That's the goal of that. And so we have two girls who had free passes to fly on United Airlines last week. And everybody's going crazy. How offensive, because they were stopped at 11 years old wearing leggings. And United Airlines has a policy that you can't board the planes if you're an employee or you got people riding on that because you represent United Airlines. I want to fly with United Airlines now. Stand up. Finally, somebody stand up for modesty. Because all this started with the word game. It didn't begin with the leggings. I was with another community member yesterday. Actually, it was Joan. I said, Joan, look what's coming behind you. Look how nasty that is. Just nasty. Look at her. When the leggings came on, oh, they had long shirts. But that's gone now. Just pure leggings. And it's filthy, nasty, nasty, nasty. And nobody's waking up about it. And even the churches now let them come in. Most people won't come in like that. But they will later. It went from a dress over them to a short shirt, and now it's midriff showing. It's pure filth. You know what I said in the apparitions? Church approved of the prophecies of Our Lady of Good Success in the 1600s. The prophecy says, this is the quote, the Virgin Mary speaking to Mariana de Jesus and our lady says that impurity, this is 1600s, that impurity would inundate the streets like filthy ocean waters so that there would be almost no virgin souls. Innocence will almost no longer be found in children, nor modesty in women. In this supreme moment of need of the church, those who should speak will fall silent. The vices of impurity, blasphemy, and sacrilege would dominate in this time. Lastly, in one of her apparitions, she saw the swords above the head of Christ that read, I shall punish heresy, blasphemy, and impurity. Does this not perfectly describe the state of our society today? People don't even know what nakedness is today. It's so common, nobody objects to it. We wrote a booklet called Modesty years ago, probably 15 or 20 years ago. Download it free. I'm sure you can get it or go on the meds mart. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. Call us. We'll give it to you free. That's what our mission does. We give millions of dollars away through the years of our materials. That's how we're set up. Okay, that was an old 400-year apparition. Well, let's go to 1917. Let's go to Our Lady of Fatima. She said to the three children, certain fashions will be introduced which will offend our divine Lord very much. Those who serve God 
ought not to follow these fashions. The church has no fashions. Our Lord is always the same. More people go to hell because of the sins of the flesh than for any other reasons. And we heard the Vatican say more girls are possessed by far larger numbers. I think they say like 70% than men are. Maria saw a 17-year-old girl, beautiful girl, following the flames of hell. And upon contact with the flames, she turned into an unknown beast. Are you letting your daughters or your wives dress that way? You heard me say it when I got in a taxi cab in New York. How's it going for New York? He said, it depends on how short the girl's skirts are. Now, a lady comes to this modern time. Unlike she did in Mexico, she had a Mexican dress on, a queenship. So she related in her clothes with the people. But now she's not relating in her clothing with our modern time. And the Muslims have it right. They're shifting multi-billion dollars into the beauty industry to make their dresses that the women wear more beautiful. And I tell you, some of them I wouldn't mind my daughter and wife wearing. I'm not telling her burqa or anything like that, or veil. Why are we not doing that? Why does it been holler from the pulpit? We got a dress code here. United Airlines has a dress code for the employees or people who are friends of employees riding on a free pass, and our churches don't have dress code? You say, well, I can wear a sleeveless shirt. No, you can't. It's immodest. That's not old fogey. This is Our Lady now. This is where we're headed to. You want to cling on to what you want to do? She's not politically correct. This, 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 the first thing that hit me March 25th was this time of spring moves you to a new life, to renewal and your thoughts and your hearts that nobody can relate to the spring. Not all the world's population can relate to that right now. Isn't it beautiful that a lady doesn't give charge to these charges of all these people? We got to change everything. We got to be neutral on everything. We can't offend anybody. Everything's got to be in this no man's zone. Why? Because Satan can push it in whichever gear he wants to once everything's neutral. That's what the professor said. Everything's got to be gender neutral. Why? Because they got an agenda to redefine everything. You through your day, participate every time you let somebody say in front of you, this is a democracy. And the devil's government we just put out, it speaks of that and tells you you need to object. You can be fighting all day without arguing and says, don't say that. You don't know what you're talking about. This is not a democracy. We're not a democratic government. We're a republic. Where a law can't be overruled by 5,001 person over 5,000 other people because we go by rule of law. But you can change that rule of law by majority vote if you're a democracy. And that's what we've changed to. We've thrown away the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Am I all over the board? No, I'm talking about fashions. This whole subject is about that. And the first thing that happened with Adam and Eve, they were innocent and they were naked. And suddenly, they saw they were naked because they saw, oh, we can make some evil things through all this. And so what did they do from God? They went and put on fig leaves. And the world went down from there. Nobody's reflecting today. Nobody's thinking about what our ladies here for. And the bottom line 
When you hear mankind change to humankind, it's to erase fatherhood. You erase fatherhood, weaken fatherhood, then you erase God the Father. I had an aunt tell me when I said something, God the Father, she says, God knows no gender. This is 25 years ago. I looked at her and I says, what? God knows no gender. I said, God's the Father. Well, we're not supposed to talk this way. See, she was college educated. She'd been through that back then. And these are the professors now with that kind of mentality. You say, well, I can't do nothing. I can't fight. Yeah, you can. You can see what your kids are doing. You can make sure they write on their test and with their programs and their thesis or whatever they write, that you don't go through this stuff. You don't say humankind. You don't say references to the, the gender neutral stuff. It's all changed with words. So what does this got to do with metagenomics? Everything in the end is economics. Everything. Things go good for God by man, and then God goes good for man. That means his feeding, his earnings, his money, everything. And that's why we came up with the Medjugorje, America's Metal Civil Round. That was the purpose of it, to sanctify our money. Having something would be what a lady said uh, November 1989 when she says, I want you to start praying for people who carry the Marcus Medal. The whole concept was about that. Because if that brings people to salvation, our lady exactly said that in the message, that if people carry it, it will bring souls to salvation. Then salvation brings them to more chaste living and more modesty. We make things too complex. We don't need Congress. We don't have to have all this up. We just need to do our best and be our best. Everything falls into place. So sanctify your clothing. Sanctify your money. Sanctify everything you do and all the decisions you make for God's glory. When you put him first and you're doing your best you can do, everything falls into place. You don't have to worry about what you're going to do, what you're going to eat, where you're going to be. This thing is bigger than we are, and it takes something not big and complex and all these writings and health bills, just a simple message. Dear children, in this time of grace, I'm calling you, all of you, to open your hearts to God's mercy, to begin a new life through prayer, penance, and a decision for holiness. All you have to do throughout your day, if you mess something up, is just be holy. Let God sort it out. This time of spring moves you to a new life, to a renewal in your thoughts and hearts. Therefore, little children, I am with you to help you say yes to God and to God's commandments. Ten laws obeyed fixes every problem we got. Not trillions of laws. And literally, I could say with confidence, all governments, cities, municipalities, counties, states, unions, everything, industrial complexes, Rules and laws as into the trillions. And God says, you live my Ten Commandments. And everything naturally, by natural law of order, comes back to order. And to God's commandments with resoluteness, not weakness, not telling everybody else what to do. You are about your own sins, not everybody else's. You be modest. You be chaste. You look at all the things, what you're doing in your commerce. And he says, you're not alone. I am with you through the grace which the Most High gives me for you and your descendants. 
Ali's not here for Fatima's present moment that she showed the sign to. She's here to fulfill that for all the descendants to the last man takes his last breath on the world's surface. We're in something in the midst that's so big. Woe to those who neglect it, who harm it, who stymie it, who stop it, who object to it. In the beginning days, many people didn't agree the path I was on about Medjugorje. And they thought what they did, and they followed, and they all, there's 150 Medjugorje centers. I went just the opposite. They all followed together the same way. Most of them aren't even in operation now. The ones that are, they're barely sizzling. And we've grown worldwide. But you know what I did? I never criticized their past. That's what God showed them to do. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Don't tell us what to do. We know what to do here. Our life is in the message. And we got a good way to display. Such a good way that I stamped it to get as many people as possible to the way I've shown you. And we're not going to stop that. Nor apologize for it. Because it's going to lead to a better way for everybody that follows it. You need to go in deep reflection. Spring is about that. Fall can be the same way for those who are listening on the other side of the equator. A new life comes from it. And we're coming out of winter to spring. And your fall on the other side of the earth is coming into the winter that comes to the help of spring. And I'm not saying that would be politically correct. I'm just showing that a lady wants you to have that mentality I just spoke to you and what you're to think, even though the message some may say don't apply to you, it does. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechagoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.